Hello, everyone. Welcome to this webinar on taking charge at every level. This is a highly successful session at the CSMFO conference. And what we've done is work very diligently to figure out how to convey some of that interactivity, the excitement that was in the room, uh, into a webinar format on an online basis. So this is going to call for you all being very active uh, learners and uh, being engaged with the materials and participating in the polling questions because that's your way of learning and responding uh, and finding how to proceed. So this is uh, a program that we've started here with CSMFO now in the 20th year as a member benefit for CSMFO uh, members through the Career Development Committee chaired by Laura Nomura and uh, over a dozen volunteers that participate in identifying topics, identifying presenters, and working with me on the production and moderation of these sessions. So we're thankful to all of them. So we're going to be looking at, you know, how do you go about engaging your team members more effectively? We hear this over and over, and all the research is showing that the number one factor for performance in the public sector or the private sector is the engagement and development of employees. So this is like job one for every finance professional, whether you're the director of the finance department or you're a team member. This is your first and foremost job is how to be engaged, how to engage others, and how to develop one another to be effective. So we're going to uh, be sharing with you today a tool that uh, Cindy uh, Henson has prepared and that uh, the team at La Quinta has been using on how to do that very effectively, and we invite you to be active in uh, learning that. Uh, we're so appreciative that uh, Carla Campos is uh, hosting the group there at La Quinta. Uh, she's the finance director, and she's also the chair for the Coachella Valley CSMFO chapter, so we appreciate her service to the profession. She's an MBA. Uh, she's very focused on succession planning and employee development. Uh, we also have from her team, uh, Christina Blondell, who's an accountant there, uh, has been with the city for 12 years. She's going to talk with you about uh, some of the transformations that they've experienced. Uh, and she has a particular excitement about uh, promoting teamwork and staff empowerment for the city. And then we're going to be uh, hearing from uh, Cindy Henson, who's the CEO of Henson Consulting Group. She has 35 years of experience in designing and implementing collaborative and innovative uh, systems uh, to engage people effectively and help organizations move forward. She's also the author of a very interesting book that I've been reading uh, entitled The Jungle, A Journey to Peace, Purpose, and Freedom, uh, which I encourage you to uh, uh, read. It's a very interesting and engaging book, not just about her story, but it actually draws you into thinking about your own story. Uh, and she has an MBA and lots of experience that she's going to share, so we're very thankful for that. So let me uh, proceed now to uh, talk with you about the first of the what are going to be, as I mentioned before, 12 polling questions. We're always interested in finding out how many people are participating at your location. Um, we encourage team learning. If you have two or more people, it actually increases geometrically the learning that occurs. Uh, and this also for those of you that are seeking to earn CPE credits, uh, you'll need to answer at least 75% of the 12 questions. That's at least nine of the 12 polling questions we're going to have in the course of this session. But if you're there on your own, that's fine. You'll get a lot out of it as well. Uh, we've designed it to work in both uh, formats. so. Uh, we'll uh, encourage you to do that. And again, if, if you've got questions about where we have the materials, how to get digital recordings, how to share this session with other people, all of that is at uh, csmfo.org slash training slash webinars. You go to Agendas and Archives tab. Uh, but you don't have to remember all that. You'll be getting an automatic 
uh, email, at least the person who registered on behalf of you or your group will get that in the next 24 hours with all the details on where to find that information. So each polling question is going to be open for one minute, uh, so we can carry on with the content. So let's take a look. I see about two-thirds of you are there on your own, others in groups of various sizes, uh, including some uh, in the 11 to 20 range. So appreciate all of you being with us today and uh, sharing in this learning opportunity. So with that, I'm going to turn over the, uh, the uh, controls to you, Carla, there at your location. Actually, I think Christina is going to be taking the mouse control. So Christina, you'll want to follow that forward arrow there in the lower left corner that I've just highlighted and um, have you go forward. Thank you, Don. Thank you, everyone, for attending. Those of you who are attending on your own, if there's somebody near you that you can pull into the room, we highly recommend that. Um, as Don mentioned, we're going to have multiple polling questions, interactive scenarios, and we are very, very excited to be able to produce this webinar for you. Um, I think it was just yesterday we were talking about putting it together, and here we are today. So we're very excited to share just how we've engaged and empowered staff at all levels throughout the organization, and in particular throughout the finance department. And most importantly, we'll be able to give you tangible action items that you can implement in your organization immediately following this webinar. We're seeing if we can, there you go. So we're going to go ahead and start off with our first polling question, or the second polling question of this webinar. Why do you feel it is important to mentor staff? Is it A, do you want to share your knowledge and ideas? B, I think, Don, is it the next question there that you're going? Do you, there you go. B, stimulate personal and professional growth, or C, prevent mistakes beginners often make. D, mentors are free and priceless. Or E, is it for succession planning? Which of these do you feel is most important? Or select all of them that you feel are important. Okay, we'll have that polling question open for a bit. I'm uh, receiving a message here that some people are having some challenges with the audio. As we send uh, out in the reminders for the webinars, if you ever have any audio issues, actually we encourage you to just use the telephone connection. Uh, so if you click on audio and then click on telephone, you can dial in. That's the most secure one. Uh, the uh, voice over internet protocol coming through your computer really depends upon your computer, your internet connection, and other factors that are beyond our control. So our, your best shot is to use the audio that you can dial in by telephone. So if you have any issues around that, let's take a look at that, take a look at that issue, and I think you can resolve it for yourself. So let's uh, see the uh, polling results that are here. So quick comment on what you're seeing. Wonderful. So we also believe that all of these are actually very important and a reason to actively mentor um, and have succession planning in um, your organization. If we can take back over, there you go. <laughs> so there is no one size fits all. So all the answers are important and all of them are correct. And they all have a personal impact to your staff, your organization, 
and to you in many different ways, depending on um, how it is that you implement and you mentor your staff along the way. Ah. <laughs> Sorry about that. We will get it together. <laughs> so why should you keep paying attention to us? We want to be able to give you, um, we're going to be able to give you a very cost-effective $20 technique. It's called a decision tree activity. And we did do this activity a couple of months ago within our own department. And Cindy has actually uh, recreated it in other organizations. And it has um, had a great impact on staff and the development um, of, our, of our team here. Um, there's a personal fulfillment and reward and being able to mentor staff and seeing them grow and develop. Christina will be our personal testament, um, and you'll hear from her next. And there's also um, something about engaging your staff that increases productivity, the collaboration among staff, and it promotes new ideas within the organization. <clears throat> and it takes about a year when there is turnover in staff. It takes about a year. Uh, to develop the staff, get them going. The staff retention is very, very important and critical, especially as the silver tsunami continues to occur where everybody is retiring, and your staff will have an opportunity to move to another organization. How do you retain them so that you avoid that turnover that is expensive and unproductive for your organization? And mentoring and developing their skills is one way of having that retention. And then most importantly, what we want to remember is that the staff that we have are future leaders. They are future managers or future directors or future city managers. You may actually be sitting next to your next boss right now if you're sitting in a room with someone else. And so it's important that we give them the skills, the soft skills, and the technical skills to be able to lead our organizations as we go forward. So, there's nothing, um, you know, having a career, is, is it takes time, and there's nothing like hearing it from the source. Christina Blondell is our accountant for the city of La Quinta. She's been with the city for 12 years, and she's going to share how the city's culture has evolved during that time and how her personal career has taken shape along the way as well. Welcome, Christina. Hello. Before we, I share my experience, we wanted to have another polling question. The question is, which of the following have you observed at work? A, lack of motivation. Oh, thank you. A, lack of motivation. B, lack of opportunity. C, inability to implement changes or be innovative. D, to uh, repetitive work or E, lack of support from management. Okay, I see that our audience is getting right on these polling questions and responding very quickly. That's great. It's going to be very interactive like this throughout the whole uh, session. And we're pleased that so many people are getting connected. So if you or if uh, you have observed others be in these circumstances, uh, this is what the context from which you'd be responding, so we're not calling you out in particular, but is this something that you've observed among people at your workplace? And it's a good sort of baseline to have for yourself to see where you are. And so we invite you to respond candidly, and 
We'll take a look at a moment here. The one minute for the polling question is just about up. Okay, we'll close it and uh, get uh, share the results here. So I see quite a lot of you have had similar experiences to what we had here. We had all of these, or I felt all of those here at the city when I first began. I, like we said earlier, I have been here for 12 years, and when I began, the culture was one where you worked in silos. You were not really encouraged to expand your skills. You were encouraged to stay in your lane, and don't worry about that. It's not your job, and this is the way it's always been done. And so <laughs> it was very frustrating. I felt chastised. I felt like information was a secret. I was afraid to speak up. I didn't feel engaged. And most importantly, I felt disempowered. So I worked as a senior account clerk for nine years. And during that time, I went to school. And I obtained a associate's degree and then a bachelor's degree. And at that time, I knew I was capable of more in my job. As I was finishing my degree here uh, in 2012, much was changing at the city. We had a new city manager, our finance director of 17 years retired, and over the next four years, we would have three different finance directors before we finally got our current director, Carla Campos. In addition to our management changing, we had many of our key personnel change. An example of a challenge that we faced was at the beginning of our fiscal year 15-16 audit, we had eight positions with four of them being open or vacant, which meant we had a huge task in front of us. There, this was my chance. This was my chance to take on new tasks and new responsibilities and definitely learn something new. I was given more because there was a need and my director saw that I was capable. As many of you know, a new director means a new philosophy, a new management style, and as I look back, a new opportunity. I have been part of various career development trainings here at the city. The city has implemented a few called LINKS, the La Quinta Academy. We also have PAT teams where people get together and it really encourages communication amongst various departments, and it fosters an environment for people to share new ideas. With our finance department, our director has gone out of her way to support us and take, encourage all of us to take more responsibility. Everyone in our department is encouraged to attend training, and an example is that we all attended the CSMFO training or conference last year and some of our team even presented. We had a team building workshop, and we will share more about that later. And this imparted positivity and open communication and an empowered employee to take responsibility. Additionally, we each take turns leading the weekly staff meeting. As a team, we prepare presentations, and we do them for educational purposes for other departments. Sometimes we even present to city council. Some examples for this year already include a purchase order training, timesheet training, a La Quinta Academy presentation, an all hands and a 
City Council update. Lastly, I wanted to mention some of the fun things that we do. We recently had selfie challenges, a budgets are done, or any other reason that we can think of potluck, work anniversary celebrations, and our biannual department workshop. Many of these events have empowered me to try some new things I, that I would not have done before. This year, I applied and I won an award for excellence from Tyler Technologies, our financial software company. This was an amazing experience for me because I won a free trip to Boston, I attended a three-day conference, and I received an award for our city. So hopefully my sharing my experience will encourage some employees to reach out and some managers to see the benefits of leading your team to develop their career goals. And some of these changes don't occur overnight. These changes take time. Carla will speak about the progress that we made and how we implemented some of them. Thank you, Christina. As you know, I am very, as you can tell, I'm very, very proud of Christina and everything she's done. She's such a huge testament to what staff empowerment and development can have and what an impact it can have on somebody's future and their career. So as Christina mentioned, I'll be going over a couple of the different things that we have done um, here at the City of La Quinta. We've done a couple of more than these, but these have really been impactful for the organization. Um, the La Quinta Leadership Academy is a six-month program where employees can sign up um, on a voluntary basis, and they go over staff report writing, effective presentation techniques, how to deliver, how to prepare presentations, contract management, speed coaching sessions to develop and empower staff to take next steps in their careers. And then finance actually has a finance 101 session where we talk about everything from the budget to how different departments um, impact our um, annual audit process. And we've actually developed a Jeopardy game that people find very interactive and are super excited to play during this Finance 101 Leadership Academy session. So we're seeing that more and more people want to mentor with our department that never ever thought finance was fun. And so we're very proud of that. Um, with our city council, as Christina mentioned, we do have multiple staff members that give presentations. Um, most recently, I started enacting what's called an acting finance director for the day role, where I'm still here all day, but I have a very active day and I ask staff if they just want to follow me and sit in every single meeting with me, participate. I give them a briefing the day before so that they know what to expect. And what happened recently is that there was a city council meeting on one of these presentation days, and our account technician, Derek Armanderas, that processes our accounts table, was the acting finance director. And about an hour before our city council meeting, we were asked to give a presentation on a staff report that was for a city manager's office. And Derek, as the acting finance director, gave the report. I sat up there with him at the council meeting and introduced him as the acting finance director. And he took on the challenge, and council really appreciated that he stepped up and, and wasn't afraid uh, to take on that presentation. It was a really great experience for both he and I. Uh, the other program that we have is LINKS, Leadership, Investment, and Knowledge Sharing. What we do with LINKS, it's about a three-month program. And it's geared more, more towards um, 
newer staff members, and it gives them one-on-one -on -one face time with directors. We give about an hour, hour and a half presentation, each one of, each one of the directors. And the goal is to share our career path and let people know that we weren't born directors, but we developed our skills over time and that anybody can become a director and just to give them that encouragement and knowledge of how to do it. And it also promotes just a personal connection with staff going forward, so they're not afraid to ask you questions um, or come and knock on your door in the future uh, in order to get information from you. The other item that we do is called Project Action Teams, PAT Teams. And what a PAT team does is it identifies an issue, but it might have um, multiple departments that are involved. So we get together the multiple disciplines, and the end users are part of developing the solution that they will ultimately need to implement and push through. And so it increases that cross-departmental collaboration, communication uh, throughout the organization. As Christina mentioned, uh, for CSMFO, I am the chapter chair for the Coachella Valley, been an active CSMFO member for over 10 years, and CSMFO has really shaped my career. I remember getting a scholarship nearly 10 years ago to attend the conference, and that just totally changed the trajectory and committed me to local government finance. Uh, so all eight of our staff members in our department are CSMFO members. They're on the listserv, they get all the questions, they respond to them and are able to collaborate uh, with other agencies. All eight uh, participate in the chapter meetings and go to the conference. And when we have webinars like this, we all sit in a room together and listen and then discuss the webinar because it really does make an impact and we all understand each other's jobs much, much better. So delegation doesn't mean you just let go. There's definitely delegation with accountability. Have you ever thought, I wish I could multiply myself, or I wish there were two or three or four of me right now because I'm overwhelmed, overworked? Um, so this is what delegation does, that essentially you can multiply yourself. All you have to do is you have to be able to trust other people, give them the skills that they need to make those decisions, be a little flexible. Maybe someone doesn't do something exactly the way that you do. That's okay. What that does is it cultivates new ideas in the organization, and oftentimes it's even better than it originally was. You engage everyone at every level so no one's afraid to speak up, and everyone encourages one another to get the work done. The productivity increases tremendously, and people empower each other and say, how can I help you? What can I do? Um, you know, we, maybe we can try this out and just that communication is exponential after you are able to delegate with accountability. So how do you get started? I'm going to go ahead and introduce Cindy Henson. Cindy Henson is our personal promoter. I call her our empowerment coach. She's our mentor. And she has been the driving force throughout the years behind all of the programs that the City of La Quinta has implemented. So we're very, very proud to have her on our team, and she's our secret weapon. And I think for the first time this year, we're willing to share her with others. So you're very lucky to hear from her today. Wow, with that kind of introduction, I don't even know if I can live up to that. So thank you, Carla. 
Thank you very much, Christina. And I just want to say, first of all, um, what a privilege it is to work in an organization that is interested in improving, interested in making changes, interested in open. The City of La Quinta has a very supportive City Council, a very supportive City Manager, and what we know is that there is hidden potential in every organization. As a matter of fact, the most recent Gallup poll says that 73% of Americans say that when they go to work, they have much more capacity and capability than they are using. So flipping that around, you finance experts, 27% of the people are using everything they have. And, and so you just ask yourself, why is that? Why is that? Because we know people go to work to do a good job. Nobody goes to work to do a bad job. So then you have to ask yourself, why in the world are 73% not being fully tapped in their potential? A couple of things that we've done here, you've heard from uh, my colleagues, and you'll hear more in just a moment. But you'll see behind us a, uh, a tree that we've used, and we want to share it with you. And this is going to be the studio participation part. So in just a moment, I want to explain how we're going to go through some decision scenarios, and you're going to have an opportunity to say, boy, what kind of decision do I think that is? But before I go there, let me say two things. One is, if I had a dollar for every executive that says my staff is empowered and another dollar for every staff member that said I wish I was empowered, I would be rich. I would be very rich because it happens all the time. And so this tool is intended to get viewpoints out and up on a tree in this case so that you can have dialogue about it. Because once you have dialogue, so you get information out of each other's, out of our own brains, each other's brains, have it up on a chart, in this case something fun, a decision tree, then you can have a dialogue. And you can make a decision, you can become aligned, and now you can enact it. So my, I'm going to say, and just declare right off the bat, that generally speaking, why we have untapped potential in organizations is because we're misaligned on what we actually are aligned in our own mind about, but we haven't verbalized. So we actually are misaligned. So in front of you is the decision tree that we use. And here's the analogy. If you imagine for a moment that a tree has uh, leaves, branches, root, uh, trunk, and root. If you think about decision making, as a risk proposition for a moment, you say, God, if a lease is plucked off, or in this case, a lease decision is not correct, we make a mistake, we don't get it perfect, the tree is not going to die. As a matter of fact, it's super low risk because there's a lot of leaves in a tree. So a lease decision is is one that staff can make a decision on. Manager doesn't even have a role. You actually just want people to make the decision. 
and move on. As a matter of fact, it moves everything up a whole lot faster when you're doing that. A branch decision is a staff member can make a decision. They let their manager know about it because it may impact other areas. But again, notice the staff member is making the decision. Again, it keeps things moving. We don't have to slow down and wait for somebody else to make the decision. A trunk decision. Now we're starting to get into the territory of what really ought I be, what decision ought I be making? And in fact, uh, a trunk decision is the staff, the staff member may decide, the manager needs to approve it. This could be financial, this could have more risk associated with it, could have more knowledge, et cetera. And then the last decision type is a root decision. Staff can recommend, as a matter of fact, we encourage staff to recommend all the time because they're closest to the work. They know how to do things that other people do not do every single day. So staff recommends and a manager or above will make a decision. So we're going to go through five scenarios. And before we flip over to the first scenario, I just want to mention two things. One is in your packet that Don talked about earlier, you have the 20 scenarios that we used at the uh, City of La Quinta uh, Finance Department team building. Uh, you can obviously create your own scenarios. The idea is you want to create scenarios that are real, that have happened, they're concrete, and you want to get alignment amongst your staff. And quite simply, the way we went about that was we had the 20 questions, people would complete them on their own individual sheet, and then you can see behind us with the decision tree is we had them write then the scenario and place it either on a leaf, a branch, a trunk, or the root. And it's amazing, we had, even in the 20 scenarios here, of which we think we're perfectly clear, we had this entire uh, tree covered with, with stickies that were all over the place. All over the place. This is, this is a good thing, because then we can have discussion and hear the viewpoints of all the, the, uh, the views that were in the room. So that's what we're getting ready to do next. So if we could go to the first scenario and the next polling question. So this first scenario is I'm the accountant. I want to rewrite the investment policy and take it to city council or the board for approval in two months. Is this A, a lease decision, B, a branch, C, a trunk, or D, a root? And you can see again down in the lower right-hand corner which is which. Leaf, branch, trunk, or root? So back to you, Dawn, on the poll. Right. So we're going to launch the poll here. So this will be open for a minute uh, and ask you to pick one of those choices. Uh, what do you think that uh, appropriate choice is? If it's a leaf, it's something that the staff decides, the manager doesn't even need to know. Uh, the branch is the staff decides and the manager needs to know. Trunk, staff decides, manager approves. Root, staff recommends, manager decides. So what do you think that it is? And this is your chance to look. And while that's happening, I've got a quick question here from our audience. Uh, this will go out to um, uh, 
to Carla. Carla, you were listing some of the different kinds of resources that La Quinta has been using for various programs. Uh, someone was asking particularly about the Leadership Academy, uh, who prepares and presents the curriculum for that. Could you give a quick answer to that while we're waiting for the rest of the polling answers to come in and just a short answer if you could? Absolutely. It's a great question. Um, Cindy Henson actually helped us develop the program from the beginning um, and taught most of the courses the first year. And then the second year, staff evaluated uh, how that academy went. And we started to assign a lot of the courses internally. And we started to tap the talent that we have um, to teach the classes. And so the majority of those classes are actually taught by directors and managers internally now. Okay, so here are the responses from our audience. Some commentary about what you think. Well, first of all, I love the response. And uh, yes, we think it's a rude decision. We think, boy, unless you're going to uh, engage the city manager pretty quickly in this kind of a conversation, um, you probably want it to be a rude decision. Uh, this would be a great opportunity. Uh, I don't know, do, do we have the capability to be able to ask the trunk uh, respondents, uh, at least one, maybe a viewpoint? Is that possible, yes, Tom? We, we can, uh, if, if the people who responded trunk, um, which is a, a, an assertive stance to take, uh, if you take the question function and just uh, type in what was your thinking behind that, we can get to that. You'd have to do it very quickly as we need to move on to other uh, other uh, scenarios here, but if you've got a thought about it, I won't identify who you are. I'll just uh, indicate what your logic was for that. Thank you. And you know, some of this actually depends on as an interrelationship here with some of the other resources from um, CSMFO. So, for example, um, one of the courses that CSMFO offers through the Career Development Committee is on financial policies. And sometimes if you have very strong financial policies, it creates an environment in which, you know, you can be evaluating these decisions in different ways because you've already created a very solid foundation from which that tree can grow. Um, so people are saying that they thought that the, that the uh, accountant would have the uh, skills and knowledge, uh, that they'd uh, write it up and the finance director would sign off, which is a little bit more like a, uh, a, a, uh, a trunk sort of decision in their mind. Um, and people were wanting to encourage uh, others to uh, provide suggestions. Uh, it's not an immediate action. I'd want to improve it later in the process. So uh, some different perspectives that, that people were offering. And thanks for offering that. The, the, these are subject to some interpretation and to your organizational context. So uh, great work. Let, let's uh, carry on and do some similar dialogue like this on other topics. It uh, makes us very lively, which is what we were all hoping for. Absolutely. And I'm loving that we have different viewpoints. And you're absolutely right, Don. There is no correct answer here for anything. And it's all about the dialogue that would happen between you and your team. Scenario two, I'm assisting with a budget document and want to add some graphics to the final budget. Is this a leaf decision, branch, trunk, or root decision? Please vote. 
Okay, so we will go to that polling question. Have that in mind. I'll leave it on for just a moment so you can look at that and look at the decision types, staff roles and manager role, and make your choice. And here's the polling question so you can enter your choice. Just one moment. Here it comes. Okay. Leaf, branch, trunk, or root? What's your decision? And I hope those of you that are there as, as a group are also noting how different opinions may exist in, amongst the people on your team. I think the great uh, efficacy of this simple tool that is being shared with you is the discussion that it promotes. And so note if you're getting agreement even amongst yourselves, much less you know agreement across all the different agencies. And we have over 200 uh, agencies participating in today's session. So they're a pretty big cross-section here of um, local government agencies responding to this. So we're going to give a little more time for this to be open and to see what responses people have. Uh, I'll let you know when we're just a couple seconds before the final answer, so you can be sure to put it in. Yeah, we're a few seconds before the minute being up, so please enter any final responses now. And we will see what people think. So we're closing this poll. And wow, share the very results. good. Very good. So I'm loving what kind of conversation this can elicit. Here in the city of La Quinta, we have that as a trunk decision. We had a lengthy conversation, I believe, on branch to trunk and settled on trunk. You may have the same kind of conversation and settle on branch. And it would be really helpful if you were to use something like this to hear the leaf viewpoint and the root viewpoint. I don't think we have time to do that now, but that would be part of what you would do as you were using we this tool. A couple minutes here, so actually if there's, if people want to quickly type in the rationale that they had in mind for uh, other decisions than trunk, uh, I think that'd be informative, especially those that think it's a leaf or that think it's a root, kind of like the one extreme or the other. It'd be interesting to know what uh, points of view and what environment you have, and I, I think our timing is working uh, okay for us to be taking a look at that. Great. Thank you, John. Do we have any quick, quick type-ins that people want to share? Appreciate you doing that now so that we can take a look at it before we go on. And like uh, you're hearing here, the most important thing is what you're saying. Um, oh, so somebody's saying that my manager trusts my choices, so I, I'd feel safe to say branch. But for a manager that is controlling, I uh, I uh, can understand trunk. So yes, you've got to have some discussion. You've got to have some interaction. Maybe you can talk about that as you in your presentation here. You know, how do you navigate and negotiate these uh, terms of engagement, if you will? Someone says they selected branch because the financial data has already been approved and the graphics are enhancing this, these data. Okay, so some different perspectives about that. Any, any further commentary that uh, our presenters want to offer about that topic? This is Cindy. You know, I think it's fantastic that there's, uh, there's a range because that tells me that uh, discussion will be very rich. And that is the value, just like you said, Don. So let's go to scenario three. I am the accounts payable technician and want to implement paperless 
accounts payable processing, the leaf, branch, trunk, or root decision. Okay, so give our audience a moment to take this in, think about it, think about the decision type, staff role, manager role, and again, be thinking about what your rationale is for it. I think uh, if I'm hearing you right, Cindy, the real value in this is the discussion and in essence your rationale because that's what you would need to be talking to other people about to see, hey, are we in alignment about how we're doing these things or do we have to have a, a discussion from the start about everything we do because we don't have agreements? Yes, that's exactly right, Don. You're spot on. Let, let, let's uh, take a look here. So, where do you think this accounts payable technician is on this decision? Where would that fall? What's also interesting from some of the comments that are coming in here is you know, how people interpret things. Um, you know, are, are graphics, in essence, a change to the budget or are they a, a description of the budget? Um, some people think that actually putting a graphic in changes the budget or at least what's focused uh, mm -hmm. on in the budget or, or highlighted or whatever. So it's uh, interesting how different people have different points of view, but right now we're focusing on the accounts payable situation here and um, what about this paperless AP processing. So two more seconds before we close, so get your last votes in, especially if you're seeking CPE credits. I don't want you to lose the chance of that by not getting in timely. So let's take a look at where people came out. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, I'm imagining uh, here at City La Quinta, we had this as a trunk decision uh, because of the amount of money that would need to be spent. And uh, here at City La Quinta, it is within Carlo's uh, decision making. So, uh, so we had it as a trunk. However, I know that different decision making requires uh, different uh, um, levels of, um, what do you guys call it, like the, the authority to spend a certain amount of money, you guys call it something particular. Appropriation limit. Appropriation limit, yeah. So uh, every organization has it, and seriously, if you're going to implement a system, it usually has some kind of money implication for sure. So do we still have time, going? Would you like to hear some perspectives? or It's kind of leaning no, towards the let's, let's have a moment for perspectives, because I think you're, the audience's articulation of perspectives here is really, um, is really critical. Uh, they're highlighting some of the things like you need to know more about the position or title of the person to see, you know, what their responsibilities are and the decision-making authority. You were highlighting Carla. Uh, you know, this is within her approval authority, so apparently she has a budget for this and it's already appropriated versus having to ask for a budget, new budget that wasn't appropriated to cover it. So there's a number of things. Um, that, that people are highlighting here. Someone's saying it, it's a root because it could involve internal controls, which is a management decision. People may recall a couple sessions ago, we had a, a webinar on the whole topic of internal controls and how critical your 
your information systems are to internal controls. So, yeah, you've got to think about the ripple decisions and, and at least which people you'd want to consult with in, in making a decision or getting a recommendation. Um, so somebody's saying uh, in their organization they already have software. They're just duplicating archiving, duplicating on paper. So this would be a branch decision. So some of it's circumstantial, not just uh, decision-making authority. Wonderful. And in some other states, they have uh, Secretary of State archiving requirements that they have to satisfy. So some of our colleagues from Washington and Oregon are joining us today. Um, so a lot of different factors that, that kind of come into this. And again, it's the discussion that you have about these kinds of topics. You won't be able to have a discussion about every one of them in advance, but your discussion about maybe the 20 that um, Cindy and Carla have kindly shared with you that they went through in, in La Quinta or, you, or the comparable ones that you have in mind might help you uh, have the kind of discussions that will develop some parameters for how you can delegate to people and have that be effective rather than people kind of wandering, wandering around and wondering, you know, am I authorized to do this or not? Okay. Exactly wow. Right. Great stuff coming up. Thank you, uh, Carla and, and uh, Cindy and Christina for uh, stimulating this kind of discussion. This is outstanding. Fantastic. Scenario four, I am the accounting supervisor and a neighboring agency is having a free training event I can benefit from and I am available to attend. Leaf, branch, trunk, or root. Okay, so take a few moments and think about that. Think about the situation. Think about the role of the person's in. Um, what kinds of considerations would be going through that person's head? And what might be some of the organizational considerations in terms of whether that's a leaf, branch, trunk, or root? So we'll now go over and take a look at the polling question and give you a chance to enter your response. This is Carla. As people um, have these discussions and are are going over them, you know, we had about a two-hour discussion on the 20 items when we did this um, this activity, and it really allowed us to get to know people's individual skills, their abilities, their interest um, going forward, and it was a very very healthy conversation. So that that's why we chose to share this particular. Uh, uh, training session that we did with everyone. And now what happens is when someone comes to me and says, um, we, I need to order a marker, I say, oh, that's a leaf decision. And I don't even respond. <laughs> and uh, so it reminds them that they have the power to make those decisions. Uh, or, you know, I, I think you would, I think it's a branch decision. Um, and, and they're like, oh, okay, yes, I've got to, you know, make a decision and just let somebody know uh, what it is that I'm doing. I love that explanation because it's all about perspective, it's all about alignment, and it's all about how do we move the organization forward in the best possible way, recognizing that empowerment is all about moving decisions to the level in the organization of where the work is done. So you're more and more trying to push things to branch and leaf as you can. So can we see what the polling is yep. on this one, Don? Time to, so we're closing now. We're over the minute. 
so we're going to take a look at the results. They're coming up. Okay. Wow. What do you see? Very How does scary. it compare with what you had decided at La Quinta? And what were some of the parameters? And again, uh, people, we'd love to hear from folks who think this is uh, uh, this is a root decision. Uh, and uh, can some two percent think that it is, uh, and and why um, you know people made other choices? But some commentary about this, uh, uh, Carla and Cindy and Christina. So the city of Laquita, we settled on this is a branch decision. That in fact, uh, an employee can make the decision. They know their workload. They can figure it out. And it's all about just letting. Uh, their manager know so that they know what's going on. And and part of the discussion I remember on this one was, gosh, there may be other uh, people that could go, need to go as well. And so then it, it actually made it a larger uh, question than just um, one uh, person attending a training event, which I thought was an interesting way that we wound up going with that discussion. I'd love to hear some of the leaf, trunk, and root. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing some here. Uh, this person's writing in that tree training seems like a no-brainer, but in this micromanagement organization, it's almost a root discussion. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I'm loving that, that that person courageously put this in. This is the conversation that you want to be having, and it does require some courage to be in some of those discussions, and yet, things will not shift until some discussions begin happening. And I know what happens for employees. You heard it from Christina earlier. Uh, we saw it here at the City of La Quinta for years, is people did not feel as though they could be in those discussions. And I just encourage you to sort out how you can respectfully be in a discussion about what the value is to the business to be able to make some of these decisions. I can do it faster. I can do it cheaper. I mean, all the all the things that actually will speak to an executive or speak to a finance director. Uh, you want to talk about that because sometimes people just haven't ever experienced it, so they don't know. So I just I'll just leave it there. Um, uh, Don, is it okay if we go ahead? And coming in from the uh, question comments and the questions. Uh, if I heard you correctly. Uh, La Quinta landed on this being a branch uh, decision. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So someone was uh, misconstruing this that you thought that you were uh, identifying this as a trunk decision in the La Quinta culture. You know, I think one of the big things that I'm seeing as an advantage out of this, and I'm thinking about this from the vantage point of having been a founder and CEO of three Silicon Valley companies, and you know, you wrestle with this all the time. Uh, you know, trying to decide who gets to decide what. Um, and you know what I like about this tool is that it really makes, it helps managers see how they're getting in the way or not getting in the way. In other words, if I keep thinking to myself all the reasons why I'd want to know about something, then it, uh, and I see these 20 scenarios and I think I ought to approve them or whatever, um, you know, then it, it makes me aware, hey, this organization is only going to move as fast as me because everything's going to funnel through me. So I, I think it's a great way to hold up a mirror to ourselves as managers as well as, as um, you know, other members of the team and say, hey, 
are we enabling uh, people to walk the talk that we're, uh, you know, an engaging, um, empowering organization? Or in practice, is there something short of that? And, and what can we do to have some shared understandings that enable us to break through that? Couldn't have said it better myself, Don. That's great. Wow. So lots of things. Hope you're having a fruitful discussion out there, and that you'll have a, a discussion about this as you go forward with other. Uh, you know, you can take the other uh, 15 scenarios we don't have time to go through today, and uh, the other nice thing about what uh, Cindy and Carla and Christina offered in the resources in the agenda packet is they've got a write-up about the whole decision tree and what's uh, characterizing roots and and uh, trunks and branches and leaves and that sort of thing. So you can just take those three pages and um, use them as a tool with your team. That's part of what we're trying to do with these webinars is give you, you know, kind of learning opportunities in a box instead of add people and stir. Uh, and we hope that you're able to do that. So we introduce this uh, fifth and, and uh, Final of our scenarios, we have more that we're covering because the whole issue is we're going to be getting into the real topics that I think are, are coming through some of these question responses that people have, which is, okay, how do you get from here to there? What gets in the way? And what can you do about it? And what would you like to do to get going? So that's an important set of topics and be sure to stay tuned for those isn't just about understanding these scenarios, it's about understanding what you're gonna do in your culture given how it is to move forward. Press on, please. Excellent. So scenario five is the last one we'll do here, and then we'll move into the pieces you just described on. You could give us control back. I think it's there. So, oh, whoops. Okay, oh, the polling question still hiding out there. Sorry there about go. that. There we go. So the last and final question is, I am the administrative assistant and would like to plan a budget completion potluck celebration. So hint, hint, celebrate your accomplishments. So is this a leaf, branch, trunk, or root decision? So take a moment to think about that scenario and about the different choices and about these guidelines for decision types here. And we're gonna go over and launch this polling question. Well, celebration is a really important part of an empowered organization. People are very proud of their accomplishments and if we run from thing to thing to thing and don't pause to celebrate, it feels like you're on a death march. And so you want to set goals, work towards your projects. When you accomplish them, celebrate them like crazy and appreciate people and what they've done. It makes people very excited to want to do the next thing. If you don't do it, it's as though you're falling across the finish line and you have no energy for the next thing that's coming your way. So appreciation and celebration are a big part of an empowered organization. And we do a lot of it here at City La Quinta. We actually have a lot of fun too because you actually can have fun at work in addition to working hard. They're not mutually exclusive. 
Okay, so we're at the minute, so I'm just going to give a couple seconds more for people to get their last minute votes in on the polling question as to leaf, branch, trunk, root, and we'll go to that in just a moment. So we're closing that, going to share the... Oh, very good. So what do you see and how, how does that... Uh, how does that compare uh, with La Quinta? Not that La Quinta is right on everything, but you know, you've got a good baseline because you've invested the time and effort to think through these things. So this is a leaf decision at the city of La Quinta. Um, what we know is particularly around potlucks, they cost hardly anything, and somebody can just spontaneously create any kind of celebration they want to have because, because why not? <laughs> Uh, so, here at the city, uh, we don't have to get approval for some kind of celebration that really doesn't cost anything or very small amounts. Would you add to that, Carla? Right. And as a manager, what we encourage you to do is encourage the potluck, participate in the potluck, um, be the first to sign up for the potluck, uh, and just it really does. Uh, we actually sit family style and uh, take about 30 minutes. And the goal is to not talk about work during the potluck, but about what we're doing in our personal lives, our children, um, just what our, our personal goals are. And it allows us to get to know each other on a personal basis during that time. So it sounds like you've developed a whole culture around these potlucks. In other words, there's they're sort of they're a <laughs> cultural event and they have some, like like cultures do, they have some shared understandings of what happens and how they work, like you don't talk about work um, and uh, whatever else. So, so you've created a culture, and that culture then supports this being a leaf. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas if somebody yeah. never done one of these before, it might, you know, go to the branch or the trunk almost. Sure. Um, I can give you another quick example of something that we also do is uh, right now in the summertime, we do maybe stretching and breathing exercises. And our accounts payable um, technician actually uh, said, hey, we're not walking the park. It's really, really hot. It's 115 outside. But can we do something else to, uh, you know, bring up the energy at the end of the day and, and just have some collaboration? And so they went ahead and asked us and set the time and implemented it. So again, that was another just leap decision, didn't cost any money, and everybody is able to take a break and um, re-energize towards the end of the day at about 3.30 every day. And you don't have to go, but if you have the time to go and you want to go, then we use the council chambers to do kind of yoga, breathing, stretching, and then re-energize and get back to work. Just another wow, example okay. of how you can implement this. Great. So we're getting some comments here that are relating to some definitional issues, like for La Quinta, does the staff inform the manager that this potluck is happening? And if they inform, isn't that a branch? The person isn't trying to quibble with you. They just want to understand your perspective about, you know, branch where the manager doesn't have any role to a branch where the manager knows about it, but uh, versus leaf where the manager doesn't have any role. Can you clarify that, how, how that works? It's not necessarily that the manager doesn't have any role at the lease level, but rather that they're supportive. I could see the, the branch decision as well, um, where they're just 
kind of letting the manager know and that you definitely want to let the manager know. You don't want to have a potluck and then your director or manager not know because you want to give them the ability to participate and be part of the celebration because they were part of the project. Um, yeah, I could see. And again, this is where we had that healthy discussion and went back and forth on these items. But certainly, it should not be a trunk or root decision. Um, that would be more of a micromanaging type of organization, in, in our opinion. Okay. Um, some people are also interested in how do you create some sideboards on these topics? Like, this seems a little too open. Say people wanted to have a potluck celebrating a divisive issue like election results, um, or you know, a sales tax measure, or whatever. Uh, how, how do you how do you uh, help people make good decisions that won't blow up in your face? Yeah, absolutely, and that's a great question. So here's here's the other piece. You know, Carla talked earlier about. The, the distinction between empowerment and responsibility, it's two sides of the same coin. So if you're going to empower somebody, they need to take responsibility along with the responsibility is they need to have knowledge. They need to know how to do things. Uh, if they don't know, then they should not be making that decision. So we have an obligation to make sure they have the knowledge. We need to make sure that they have the tools and the training and, and then the empowerment. So it's not a, okay, now run with it. Oh, my gosh, that was terrible. That was a really bad decision that they made. And now we're, um, you know, trying to dig ourselves out of that hole. Uh, so there's a, there's a discussion that happens, and I would believe that if you were to have, say, this, this scenario, for example, if your team were to do a, a team building and you use this, example, it's a perfect one to have the discussion that you just said. Because it's like, okay, what would be the appropriate things to celebrate? What would be the inappropriate things to celebrate? Oh, and everybody's like, yeah, 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 okay. And can you see why? Why would you think that's inappropriate? Well, because, you know, we can't be weighing in on uh, political decisions. Correct. It's not our role. Right. So I would use every opportunity as an educational piece as well as sharing and teaching knowledge. Uh, it, these are, none of these are all or none. They're progressive. This did not happen overnight at City of Quinta. This did not happen overnight. As good as Carla is, this did not happen overnight. So it takes a while. It takes a while. And this is a simple tool that you can actually have really robust discussions really quickly. So I'll turn it back over to Carla. I think the last thing we want before we go on to the next part is I just want to share a couple of um, employees' reactions uh, as we went through this, um, these scenarios. At the end, I heard a lot of, I can do that? Really? I didn't know that. Well, that will make my job easier. Or, um, oh, okay, uh, I, I can implement XYZ immediately then. And I thought that, that it, was, it was a very healthy discussion, and it allowed for some immediate actions to take place. So one of the other things as we go forward, I did, um, I forgot to mention earlier that the City of La Quinta actually applied for the 2018 Putnam Award. And uh, we will get, we'll, we'll be going to the League of California Cities, all the directors in September, and we'll see if we won the award. But the award is centered around 
all of the progress that La Quinta has made over the years. And so if you're interested in implementing some of these things in your organization, I would say to look out to see if we won the award. And that will give you some additional uh, resource uh, to take to your directors, managers, uh, city managers, uh, to implement some of these tools that we've been able to implement here at the city. Go ahead and go to the next slide. So you don't want to um, overwhelm anybody, including yourself, and you certainly don't want to shock your staff as you go forward and try to implement these things. So we always suggest that you start small. So these are some of the items that we started with at a very small uh, level. And what they were able to do is uh, promote communication amongst everyone, appreciation for one another, collaboration amongst departments, a family atmosphere as we discussed with the potluck events, transparency throughout the organization, a common vision and goal in everything that we do. Um, I want to touch briefly on the two that are at the top because they might be a little bit less common. Our monthly all-hands meetings are when all city facilities shut down for about an hour. We do it on a quarterly basis, and all employees get together in the council chambers, and we hear uh, the same information from the city manager and the directors about what is happening in the city, what major projects are going on, and how are they going to impact uh, the organization so that when the yard guys are asked, well, what's going on with such and such project, they know how to answer that. Or if it's the person at the counter or the receptionist, everyone hears the same information about what's happening in the organization. And during those all-hands meetings, we have what's called a shout-out. A shout-out is essentially when somebody says, hey, I want to thank the staff member because they did such and such and they didn't have to. And the shout-outs are encouraged um, to be given people outside of your own department, because again, it's engaging that cross-departmental collaboration. Thank you so-and-so for helping me move all the furniture because it allowed me to set up for my meeting. Um, or thank you for attending this meeting with me because it allowed me to have a different perspective. Uh, so those are, these are just some simple um, things that you can start off with in your organization to uh, increase that collaboration amongst uh, the departments. We have a poll, another polling question. We love polling questions. We want to hear from you. So what would be required to implement empowerment in your organization? So this is where the oh, rubber meets the road here. So we're right. Uh, so oh. click off as many of these items as are um, as you think are important to um, implement such endeavors in your organization. So if you're thinking, we're now moving to what you're thinking about in terms of you know, what would be involved in bringing this to life in your environment. And if any of you have already had uh, successes uh, that you'd like to share, uh, or things that particularly helped you in moving uh, employee engagement and, and talent development forward in your organization, we'd love to have you write those down in the question function uh, so we can share what, what you've learned from your journey. Uh, that's part of the making this a robust learning experience is learning from one another, not just uh, broadcasting this to you. So if you've got some ideas or some things that have worked for you, please um, uh, jot them down and send them in on the question function. It would be great to hear.
So we're now at the end of the minute for this question, so I'm going to close this poll now. Share the results. Wonderful. Wonderful. Everyone does benefit from empowerment. I think what's important here is that it just requires very clear communication uh, so that everybody in the organization understands where you're going. And uh, certainly wanting to empower staff is important because it's hard to let go sometimes as a manager and director. Um, and again, having that discussion with the director or manager um, explaining what empowerment means. It doesn't mean that you're not working hard anymore as a director or manager. It just means that you want them to feel empowered and that you think their skills are able, their skills with their skills are able to make decisions on their own. Um, and again, just being clear at all levels of the organization what that decision-making authority is. As Cindy mentioned earlier, you just need to have that discussion. And if you're afraid they're going to make the wrong decision, talk about it. That's, that's the only way to handle it. Just talk about it. <laughs> okay, and we're getting a comment here that uh, one county is using countywide standard form, quote unquote, love notes, which you can use to shout out wow. a team member and to them and their supervisor. So it isn't, uh, it's to them and to their supervisor, not to the whole world. So I guess love wants to be a little bit more coy. Um, but um, that's one of their ways of directly uh, recognizing and doing that in a way both to the person and to the person's supervisor. So interesting things that are cropping up here. Really appreciate people being in the spirit of sharing uh, what you're I, I love that word love. Sometimes we don't use it at work, but I will tell you that I truly love my team and I appreciate everything about them. Um, and it just, it again, fosters that family atmosphere. We're at work so many hours every single day. So. Cindy, I'm going to turn it back over to Cindy to finish up here, and she's going to talk to us about just navigating these windy roads through delegation, empowerment, uh, mentoring, and then we'll wrap it up and happy to answer any additional questions um, that you may have. Thank you, Carla. Dawn, I appreciate it so much when you ask people to weigh in on the things that they're doing. Uh, we're so proud of the, the territory that we've traversed to get to where we are, uh, that we've been kind of myopic a little bit in thinking about, gosh, we, we were so disempowered that moving to empowerment feels like such a big deal to us. <laughs> and, and I don't think that's true in all organizations because a lot are empowered. And, and the question becomes, I think, what else is possible? If you go back to that moment of uh, what I described earlier, which is 73% of the people are not using everything they have in the United States as employees, it's hard to picture that we would be actually any different than that. So even take 50%. If you have 50% more engagement, you know what's possible with that? And that, to me, starts to create the possibility in the, in the next discussion. So there's always going to be something that stands in our way anytime we're wanting to make a change. And so we've come up with what we believe are the most common uh, obstacles. One is time constraint. Um, one is that it's outside the scope of my work. 
Two is that maybe I don't have an existing relationship. I wasn't invited into a conversation, so why would I barge in? Uh, one is lack of trust and friendships, and the last is I don't know how to be a mentor. So I wonder if you could weigh in on this polling question to give us uh, at least an area that we could address some questions in that uh, once you've identified the obstacles, we could focus on. Thank you, Don. Okay. So click off as many of those as you perceive are obstacles in, to you or in your organization from moving forward on these opportunities. Um, already have a comment that's come in that uh, a question that's how do you let things go in finance when there are so many rules to follow, uh, which is a very interesting one. It brings to mind uh, a city that I was working with some years ago and every year they would have a purging exercise where they would purge materials, policies, old things that weren't working and weren't serving them any longer. And people would sort of celebrate some, you know, each of the things in particular rules or whatever that had become obsolete. They were like, you know, um, uh, barnacles on the hull of their ship rather than uh, something that was helping them go through smoothly. So kind of a variety of ways that people have gone about trying to make this happen. Uh, we've got the minute is up here, so I'll let you take just one or two seconds to get in the response if you didn't already. And we'll see. I think um, the, the other part of that question too, Don, is how much training are you providing your staff? So if you recall, I mentioned that all of our staff here goes to all of the chapter meetings for CSMFO, the conferences, GFOA conferences, um, software conferences, uh, so it's not just the managers and directors going and everyone's hearing the same information, even the webinars, as you mentioned at the beginning, having a group setting and participating in these webinars together as staff really allows you to have that conversation and to be on the same page so that you are able to let go um, and know that they know how to make the proper decision. How do you access the resources, uh, you know, time, money? Uh, to do this at La Quinta. I, mean, I don't, I'm not intimately familiar with La Quinta. I know a little bit about it, but I mean, uh, are you flush with your budget or, or, or how do you, how do you uh, make these things go or how do you convince the people who decide about the budget, uh, your council members, et cetera, that these are good investments? We're not flush. <laughs> We're not flush with money, but if you recall, Christina said she went to Boston for free. So what we do is that we encourage staff to put themselves out there. She had to do a press release and pictures and receive an award in front of thousands of people at the conference, and she was willing to do that to go for free. So that alone saved the organization about $3,000. Um, so again, with CSMFO, CSMFO offers conference uh, tuition uh, scholarships, includes hotel registrations. A lot of these conferences do that. Uh, if you want to be a presenter, you get to attend for free. So again, it's just putting yourself out there and seeing how it is that you can be more engaged in the organizations and still learn at the same time. So you've got to be really be creative. Sometimes it's uh, like the PERS conference. Uh, they offer a split in registration. So maybe you do one registration and two people get to go, and depending on which items are most important on the agenda, uh, that's the that's the day that that person goes. 
So you just have to be really creative. Yeah, I, this is Christina. I wanted to mention that we're given the opportunity to bring things to Carla. She even told us, hey, I have $10,000 in the budget, and I want you all to come to me with ideas of how you want to spend this for travel and training for this year. So we all kind of came up with creative ways. Some of us wanted to create a certification course, and so she got us the materials to study. And it just takes bringing those that those questions and that information to her so that we can have a, an opportunity. Okay, great. So I thought time constraints was the number one. And uh, I'll say what I say to every one of my clients. You will always have time constraints. It is a given. And it's all about your choice of priorities. And I believe, and I think this is a human condition, right? We struggle with time all the time. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, what is worth our investment of time is where we get paid off. And if there is a way for you to imagine or clarify or even quantify a payoff, I believe as finance people you will say, I'm willing to invest time and energy in this because this is the payoff I'm going to get. There's something about being in that kind of an equation in your own mind to be able to imagine how you would move through time constraints because they're never going to go away. So you're going to be five years down the road with an empowered staff, or you're going to be five years down the road with the same disempowered staff. If that's where you're at, I'm kind of making a point. So it's really up, uh, it's really up to you. It's up to you. Questions for me? <laughs> okay. Should we go ahead, Don, with this uh, this polling question? Yes. So we're interested. Uh, every one of our webinars is oriented towards action. Information is useful, but what you do with it is the most important thing. So we're interested in what actions you might take. Here's what uh, Carla and Christina and uh, Cindy have outlined as some thoughts about next steps that you could undertake. Uh, click off as many of those as you think are relevant in helping your agency move forward. I just say while this is up, what, uh, there is a tool that we have under csmfo.org slash coaching, uh, and it's about dealing with time, and it uses the analogy of surgeons and the and surgeons' uh, uh, surgical times. You know, surgeons have to be focused on their surgeries or, or because people's lives are at stake. Well, I would argue that you have to be focused on how you're spending your time because your career's at stake uh, and the livelihood of your organization. And so think about, you know, what are the things that are going to really help you move forward, help your organization move forward? Make those like your surgeries, that you have that laser-like focus that, that people can't distract you from, and you create the conditions that enable you to have that kind of focus. And then have sort of office hours to interact with other people at other times. Take some navigating to do, some negotiating to do, some, um, you know, clarification so people think, well, why is their door closed? Are they looking for a new job? Um, you know, you've got to handle a bunch of things, but taking charge of your talent, taking charge of your time is uh, critical to um, uh, those uh, suggestions and, and to making uh, the space for you to have that work effectively. Okay, so we're going to take a look at the results here and share those results. 
So, uh, presenters, what are you seeing about this? And we're in particular asking people asking about uh, any mentoring class recommendations. So how could you help people learn how to do this kind of uh, mentoring, this kind of delegation, et cetera, that would empower people? You know, listening to this webinar is a great first step. Um, gave you a lot of tools to be able to to think about and implement, or even call us up and ask us, and we'll give you uh, more information on every any one of the items that we discussed. And then Cindy has some references and articles and TED Talks. Um, you don't have to do this with reading a book. You could do it while you're driving in the car. Um, and so that would be helpful as well, just to increase those mentoring um, skills. I think the next slide has um, those references noted on there. Okay, so a lot of things that you can take a look at. To, um, if you're commuting, uh, take a listen to the TED Talks. If you've got time to read, uh, check out some of those articles, other books, and things that are that are useful to help you um, uh, look at this and work through this. Um, so. We're we're going to take a, a look now at uh, you know here's the contact information that that's available. It's in the materials that you've got, so I won't leave this up for long. But I do want to thank uh, Cindy and Carla and Christina for uh, being available to you and 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 sincerely uh, working to help you uh, in moving forward. Again, if you look at the end of the agenda packet, past the presentation materials, you'll see handouts for doing this kind of decision tree exercise in your work group. So I encourage you to uh, take advantage of that. Um, let's just uh, take a look at some of the other resources that are available for you here. Uh, one of the things, of course, is, is not just, you know, what did you listen to in this session, but uh, what are you going to do uh, with this and how are you going to apply it? So I'd encourage you to take a few minutes, since you've invested this much, uh, take a few minutes uh, now, if you can, or, or within a short period of time from now, uh, to uh, talk about well, what opportunities do you have to delegate decision making? Uh, what tools would you like to apply? How would you like to get started? Where did you sort out on these various questions, and how could you be doing that effectively? We'd like this to really be a, a constructive and successful uh, opportunity for you. So let me just take a look at the uh, a final polling question that we have here today, and that is eager to get your feedback on how this webinar accomplished the objectives that were set for it. So click off as many items as you found valuable from this or that you will, if you intend to get value from in terms of um, resources that are available so that we can see how this uh, webinar performed. Uh, we value that feedback. I wanna, especially at this moment, uh, thank uh, Carla and Christina and Cindy for their uh, heroic efforts in translating a very interactive session in person into something that could work in an online environment. Uh, we ask you to take time after this uh, webinar closes to uh, give us some feedback on the survey. We'd like to know if this kind of uh, session works for you, if you have interest in others that are like it, uh, so that we know whether this is something that uh, is generating value for you and how we can improve the value of this or any of the other offerings or any other topic that you would like uh, to have addressed uh, in the future. So we encourage you to provide that kind of input. I'm going to close this final polling question here. So let's take a look at the results. 
Okay, we're seeing that, uh, wow, a lot of people had their thinking stimulated about engaging team members more effectively, uh, stimulating a discussion about mentoring in our organization. We've got a couple questions that came in about that that I want to cover in the last couple minutes here, so we'll get to those questions that came in and learning and practicing a tool for delegation. Uh, so, uh, lots of benefit and value out of this, so thank you again, presenters, for your uh, work and collaboration on this, the practice webinar we had, and all the discussion about how to prepare this. Uh, it was a great uh, effort on your part, and really appreciate your dedication to the profession and your willingness to uh, put in the extra effort to make this special for your colleagues. And I hope for yourselves, because often I, times I find as a presenter, I get a lot out of uh, doing the work of putting a presentation together. So uh, you will, Thank because you. you registered for the session, be getting an automatic email in 24 hours that has the uh, link to this, these resources. So you can uh, forward that to friends and colleagues in your organization or elsewhere to encourage them to look at it and to stimulate the kind of conversation that we hope that will be happening uh, in your organization and certainly do uh, the uh, the materials about future webinars. We'd love your input on that. So our upcoming webinar is on September 20th. It's going to be on the topic of interpreting the new rele newly released CalPERS actuarial reports. The uh, notice has gone out on the email listserv about this. This is a direct link for uh, registering. It's also in the emails. Uh, I encourage you to Get your report in advance, take a look at it, and be prepared to engage around it. One of the questions that came up here that um, uh, that I wanted to cover is, uh, and maybe uh, uh, we each might take a cut at this, is how would you differentiate between being a coach or being a mentor? How do you talk about that distinction, or what does that distinction mean if it is a distinction for you in the way you work on it in um, La Quinta? And then I'll have just a quick comment about the coaching program and how we think about it in the larger coaching program. Uh, for me personally, I I could call it either one. Um, it's just being there, listening, and encouraging people at every level. Uh, I always tell people a mentor is definitely not um, like a therapist, uh, and you don't have set schedules and times that you check in, but rather it is that friendship and collaboration and um, relationship that you build throughout the process. Okay. And that's be natural. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of times I think of a mentor as someone who's really doing it, has done it, has the experience, and a coach can see the potential in you and really encourage and help you grow that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, one of the distinctions we use in the CSMFO coaching program is that uh, a coach isn't necessarily, um, uh, is not necessarily smarter or more experienced than you are, but a coach is able to listen very carefully and generously to what you're dealing with and to reflect back what they're hearing. And uh, if, if you're open, offering ideas and suggestions. Um, but the, uh, coaches aren't there to give you the answers. Uh, uh, everyone's job is to find the answers for themselves. And so uh, we find that coaches can be at the same level. They can be at different levels. Uh, one of the most profound coaching experiences I've observed was when a frontline ditch digger in a local city that actually literally worked on digging the sewers uh, was coaching the city manager. And he was coaching the city manager about you know, how to engage employees more effectively. So 
what a powerful way, you know, that that leaf went right down to the roots uh, in that tree and was was very exciting. Well, I want to thank uh, so sincerely Carla Campos, uh, uh, Christina uh, Blundell, and uh, Cindy Henson for their outstanding work on this session. Thank you all for being here, for uh, giving attention to this topic. Hope that you'll keep it alive. Hope that you'll make it alive in your organization so that you and everyone in your organization from, can benefit from doing their very best work and their most personally rewarding work in the important area of local government finance. This is Don Mariska on behalf of the CSMFO Coaching Program saying goodbye and thank you for your uh, wonderful work today and for all that you do in this profession. Take care. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you very much, John. <laughs>